And I'm going to be reading from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Pray with me, please. Lord Jesus, uh, we just praise you today, Lord. We, we thank you, Lord, that you have designed the, the family, Lord, to, to, for your glory and to raise up disciples after your name. Lord, people who would live all of life, all for Jesus. We, we pray, Lord, that uh, as we close this family series, Lord, that we would, could all understand the, the role that you've designed us to play, right, from children to, to wives to, to husbands. And even, Lord, for, for those that don't have children, Lord, that we, we might learn today and, and uh, maybe be prepared, Lord, as is maybe some of us will have children in the future, Lord. So, so bless this day. I, I pray above all, Lord, that we would see that the love is the center of all of this, Lord. Because you first loved us. We love you. And, and we're called to love one another and especially our families, Lord. So bless this day. Send your spirit. Give us understanding. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can have a seat. <clears throat> Welcome to Redemption West Mesa. My name is Chris Amar. I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, last week of family series is today. Next week we're going to be starting Mark. So I'd encourage you to, to read, start reading the book of Mark. Maybe read the, the intro to the book of Mark and learn some background in the book. That, that would always, that's always going to be helpful. All right. So as, we, as we've been talking about family, my, my verse we've been going back to is Ephesians 5.15. Right, and I want to continually bring us back to this. It says in Ephesians 5.15 that we're to look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Right? So Paul is, is telling us to pay careful attention to how you walk or how you live your life. Right? The, the direction your life is going. And be constantly doing this. That's what wise people do. They evaluate their life. How is my life going? What, what are the most important things in my life? And, and are, are they falling apart or are, are they growing? Right? My marriage, is it growing together? And in particular, when we talk about parenting, right? Am I, am I disciplining my children? Am I pointing them to Jesus Christ? Right? Are, are they... Uh, is love, is there a relationship in between us? These are important things that you have to constantly evaluate in your life, right? And, and foolish people pay no attention to them and, and, and until the end. And, and when they look back at the end of their life, live with much regret, right? Probably one of the main regrets people have at the end of their life is, is not that they had more money or, or they did more things, but I spent more time with my family. Right, so we, we want to look carefully how we walk. All right, and so children, 
Some of you guys are here. Some of you guys are younger children. Some of you guys are older, you know, in high school. But I felt it was important to have you guys here today that are children because you guys are, are the church, right? You're members of the body of Christ. You're important. And you're the future of the church. And, and, and I thought it would be it's so important for you guys to understand your God-given role as children, right? Uh, I don't think many children know that, know what God has called them to and, and what God expects of them. So I have you here today for that. And I want you guys to know that the last three weeks we've been talking about having a rightly ordered home. Last week we spoke about marriage and we talked about headship and how fathers are called to, to lead the family, right, in a servant leadership role. They're to lay down their life for, for their bride, like Christ laid down his life for the church, right? Wives are called to submit, and they're both submitting and, and loving each other and laying down their life for one another. And so children are called to do the same, right? And one thing I think it's important, even for us to be challenging our children is, our children are called to walk wisely as well, right? There's a myth in our culture that older is wiser, right, and young is foolish, but you can be old and you can be a fool, and you can be young and you can be wise, right? You can be a, a wise child, wise in your youth. You know, even when I look at the story of Mary and Joseph, they're, they're young and they're wise. They obey the Lord, Okay? So here's two things children must do from this scripture. And so parents, it's important to understand this as well because this is what we're calling our children to, okay? It says in verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is my favorite verse in all the scripture. This is my, this is my life verse. But let me tell you, this is the first verse my children memorized. This is important, right? And God has made children's primary contribution to the family obedience. Obeying your parents. This is the right thing to do. And so this is obedience, children, and not what I call begrudging submission. Right? I think a lot of times when I was a kid, I did begrudging submission. And so begrudging submission is, okay, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do what you say, but I'm going to make sure you know how miserable I am. So I'm going to drag my feet, I'm going to hunch my shoulder, I'm going to be complaining the whole time, crying the whole time. I feel sorry for my mom, all right? And she's here, so she knows this. But it's like, hey, Chris, can you go, uh, can you go vacuum for me? Oh, mom, but I'm playing video games, I'm so busy. Right? And so I vacuum and I'm whining the whole time and I'm missing all the spots and I have to do it like three times because I missed everything, right? That's begrudging submission. And, it, and it's calling, the scripture is calling to obedience, right? Obedience and, and doing it well for God's glory and, and to show love to your mother and father. I, I could tell you story after story of my begrudging submission. It seems like uh, 
So you might wonder, why? Why does he choose obedience? He could talk about, hey, don't be talking back, uh, clean your room. And I believe he chooses obedience because obedience is a sign of love in the Scripture. Obedience is a sign of love, which are the greatest commandments, right? To love, love the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself, right? John 14, 15, as well as other, other scriptures, the Lord says, if you, if you love me, you will keep my commands, right? And so the same thing applies for parents. If you love your parents, you will obey them, right? It proves your love. And so when, when my children are, are disobedient, right, I continually call them to, to love me because they obey me because they love me. Right? And so when they're disobedient, I'll, I'll get in their face or I'll even go down to their level and say, Olivia, Sophia, do you love me? Right? I go right, appeal right to their heart. Right? Obey me. And, and as I continually do that, as I continually do that through their life, it, 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 ha- it happens faster, their, their change in heart. Right, so love is is the greatest motivation, not fear of a spanking, not threats, but love. So, children, you, uh, God has uh, put your your parents over an authority over you for your own good. You wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for your parents, and and every child's temptation. And I think this is a, a good thing as well, is to, to want to throw off that authority as they get older and become independent, right? And that's a, that's a good thing, right? As they, you grow to adulthood, you, 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 you're not called to obey your parents your whole life. But as long as you're in their home, under their authority, children are called to obey their parents, right? Even if you're 18 or, or you're in college, if you're under mom and dad's home, you obey, all right? And if you don't like it, then once you're an adult, you move out, right? That's the, that's the motivation to grow up, right? So I ask you children to, to really think about this. I want you to test your hearts, right? Have you been obedient to your parents, right? And if you love them, you're called to obey. And if you haven't been obedient, children need to repent. Right, repent and turn around and trust Jesus and and confess your sins, and ask God to change your heart. All right. Verse the second thing it calls children to do is honor their father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. All right. So you see, honor your father and mother. Children is a commandment. Right? Honor means to treat them with respect. And this doesn't go away as we get older. We're all called to honor our father, fathers and mothers. Right? The, the call to obey them, right? it, it goes away once you, you rise into adulthood. But we're always called to honor our father and mother. So that means we're to speak to them with respect. Right? We're, we're to not ignore them or or blow them off, or, or talk bad about them behind their backs. Right? We need to honor them. And, and uh, one way you honor them as well is, is obedience. And this command comes with a promise. Right? This promise is 
that it may go well with you and, it, and, and you will live long, right? And this is one of those things in the Bible where these, there's these general principles, right, in the scriptures where, where if you do these things in general, your life's going to be better. You'll live longer. You'll be more fruitful. You'll be more wise if you listen to your parents, right? You'll, you'll learn from their mistakes and don't have to make your own mistakes, right? It, it will go well with you. It's not a promise that, okay, if I'm the best little child ever, then I'm going to have this perfect life, right? Because God never promises a perfect life. But in general, if children will obey their parents and their practical wisdom, their life will be better. And so another thing I want you children before we move on is I want you to know, children, that it, your parents are a blessing. We talk a lot about how children are a blessing from the Lord, but children must understand that parents are a blessing. Especially if you have two parents, or even one, or, or even if you have one and that per- parent is trying to point you to Jesus, your parent is a blessing. Right? If you have parents that are, are, are protecting you and, and providing for you, they're a blessing. So you should be thankful to God. And, and I know probably children are saying that's yeah, easy for him to say because he's a parent, and that's what, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's true, you know. And uh, so, if, the, if your parents have rules for you, if they have boundaries for you, it's a, it's a blessing. And I'd encourage you, children that are here, uh, to listen to them, not your peers, right? The temptation when you're young is to, to listen to what is cool and what everyone else is saying. But listen to your parents. Trust them, right? And it's all out of love. Like, I hope, I hope like... No one would leave here knowing that love is the center of all of this. <clears throat> love must be the center of the parent and child relationship. Love is the thing that's going to hold the family together. Right? Love is going to be that motivation for children for obedience. Love is going to be the motivation for, for parents to discipline and instruct their children. Right? If, if love's not there, this is going to be really hard. Everyone's going to be fighting for, for self instead of seeking to, to pour out and love one another. All right? In verse 4, he now he goes to fathers. Right? He started with parents, obey your parents, but now he goes to fathers. And so you might wonder, why, why only talking to fathers? And so this, uh, the reason why he does this is because this is a parenting is, a, is an extension of the headship of fathers, right? Just as men are called to lead in their marriage, in the role of the, in marriage, they're called to lead in parenting, right? So men have the responsibility. They have the leadership in the family, right? If Jesus came knocking on your door and there's a, there's a family promise, uh, problem, right? The wife opens the door. Jesus says, hey, where's the man of the house? right? The man who is responsible, right? Typically, uh, I, I think maybe in our culture, people tend to think that, that parenting is for the wife and the man just puts food on the table, but Scripture calls the men to lead in parenting and take responsibility. And, and so the man's responsibility is to, to figure out, hey, what's the plan? What are we doing here? Uh, and be communicating with his wife, 
right? How are we disciplining and, and to be on the same page, right? And then he, he says this here. Do not provoke your children to anger. He tells fathers to do this, right? Do not make your children perpetually angry, right? Angry all the time. Now, this could be a, a, a strange command because this is, if you, but you got to know that this is like perpetually. They're always angry, all right? This is a state of anger, not I just made them angry because they didn't like that I told them to wash dishes, right? If it was that, don't ever make them angry. Fathers, parents would be slaves to their children's every desire, right? Because then a child could say, hey, mom and dad, I don't like when you tell me to clean my room. It makes me angry. So don't tell me to do that anymore, right? That wouldn't make any sense. So this is to raise your children to perpetual anger. And I, I think the reason Paul talks about this, not raising them to anger, is because our natural response, right, our fleshly sinful response to authority is anger. We don't want anyone telling us what to do. We don't want any boundaries. We don't want any authority. We don't want to submit. We want to do what we want to do, right? We want to be in charge, which is exactly what sin is, right? Sin is, I want to be in the place that God, only God deserves to be, right? I don't even want God to tell me what to do. That's sin. And so that's our natural response to authority. And so, uh, so the, the warning here is fa- fathers, be careful how you exercise authority in discipline, right? The fathers are to be careful because of that natural response, right? That natural tendency to want to throw off all authority, all right? So here's two ways, I believe, that ways you can infuriate your children to raise perpetually angry children, all right? The first way is over-discipline or being abusive, and the, and the second way is under-discipline, right? Spoiling your child. So ways... The ways that over-discipline or abusive can look is a parent who is over-controlling, a parent who is excessively severe with discipline, Someone, a parent who has unreasonable and harsh demands, a, a parent that uh, is unfair or has abusive authority over a child. A parent who uh, constantly nags and condemns a child will raise an angry child. Subjecting a child to humiliation and insensitivity to a child's needs and emotions. Those are ways to raise a perpetually angry child. Over-discipline, being abusive. And the other way is the total opposite spectrum. And it's under-discipline. It's spoiling your child, right? It's indulging their every desire, right? Children need to hear no. They need to hear it a lot because that's what the world, we're going to hear most of our life, right? No. And another way you can do it is if you're afraid to discipline, right? If you're afraid to discipline, you'll raise a perpetually angry child. 
if you're un, too undisciplined of a, of a person to be consistent with your children. If you're afraid of their disapproval, so you always give in, right? They cry. You can't, you, it hurts your, crushes your little heart too bad to see them crying, and you always give in. And uh, so spoiling your children is a perfect, uh, the perfect way to raise a child who is always angry, right? I always think of, when I think of the spoiled, angry child, I think of Veruca Salt from uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Anyone know Veruca Salt? How many people out there? If you haven't seen the Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, well, come on. That's an American classic. But this girl, she's the super spoiled girl. Her dad's the bumbling idiot. I want it now. She's yelling every five minutes in the movie. And dad's, okay, okay, dear, I'm going to get it for you. And she's angry, right? Because she's spoiled. She's entitled. And she wants it now. And if she doesn't have it, she's angry, right? And, and so that's, so every child who will grow up with that, that sense of entitlement will eventually be angry because when they get out in the real world, they'll realize that the world doesn't, doesn't bow to their every need and desire like you did, right? So two ways to raise a perpetually angry child, over-discipline and under-discipline. And he says, Bring, uh, verse 4, bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord, right? And I think the goal here is to bring them up, right? Bring them up. Get them to the place where they don't need you anymore. Make them mature, self-sufficient, right? Raise them to adulthood. That's your goal in the Lord, right? And it's also in the Lord, right? Most of all, you want to you point them to Jesus, your responsibility is to, to disciple your children, raise the followers of Jesus Christ, right? Those who, who love Jesus, right? Who live all of life all for Jesus, worshipers of Jesus. That's the goal. Bring them up in the Lord. And the method God's given to us is discipline and instruction. Discipline and instruction. Discipline is the practice of training children to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience, all right? Proverbs 23.13 says, says the same thing. If you, you can open it up or you can look at it later, but here's what it says. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with a rod, you will save his soul from shale. Right, so here's a here's a command for parents is to to discipline their children, and even to spank their children. Right, the rod that he's talking about is is spanking, you know. And I'd I'd say don't get a literal rod, but I, I think the best best thing you could do with spanking is get a belt. It makes more noise and it gives more sound effects, so it sounds a little scarier, and it doesn't leave marks. And that's why God's given us, given us a, a padded butt, put it right on the butt, right? So we're supposed to, to spank. And so I know a lot of people struggle with, with spanking, right? That's a, a controversial topic, but I, I believe it's clear in the, in the Scripture that, you know, spanking never killed anyone, right? Unless you go cycle, I mean, but 
If you're, if you're in the Lord and, and you're doing what's right and you're trying to, trying to instruct them and point them to Jesus, right? So you won't be unreasonable with this. But it won't kill them. And the goal, again, is, is to save them from hell, right? So your goal is, is, is to spank and point them to Jesus. Hebrews 12 shows us a picture of how the Lord disciplines us. I didn't, you should open up to Hebrews 12. I'm going to try to move really quick through this. just want to show you a few points here. So in, in verse 6, you see that the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And he chastises every son whom he receives. Right? So God disciplines us because he loves us. And so likewise, parents are to, to discipline their children because they love them. If you love your children, you will discipline them. Right? And the word chastise here in other translations says punishes or whips or scourges, which sounds really scary, right? But the point is he brings chastisement, discipline, right? In our context, that's, that's spanking, that's, that's time out, that's, that's grounding, that's verbal discipline, chastisement, right? And God uses other means. God uses trials and suffering in our life right, to, to discipline us, and, and so we use, we, we chastise as well. And then verse 8, you see that if, if there's no discipline, then you're not his children, right? There's no relationship there. There's no, there's no, there's no connection there. And he says here in verse 10, the second verse, part of verse 10, he says, he disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness, right? So discipline is for your child's good, right? And it's for our good. And verse 11 gives us some encouragement, right? Because discipline is hard. And I remember the first time I had to spank one of my daughters and, and me and Ruthie cry, right? <laughs> we literally cried. And I don't cry much. But it says here, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness, to those who have been trained by it, right? So there's the encouragement. You might not see the fruit now, but you will see it later as you're consistent and, and you discipline your children, right? And so parents, at the same time, you have to realize that you are the authority that God has placed over your children, right? God's given you that position, right? And so in love, you want to call them to, to obedience, you want to call them to obey out of love, right? And you always want to seek to show them how much you love them as well. Like Even when I discipline my children, I, I try to tell them, hey, I, I'm doing this because I, I love you. I'm trying to do this because here I'm, trying to, I'm being obedient to the Lord. Here's what God calls me to do, right? And so I'd encourage you not to slack on discipline, I know it's really hard, right? You got to understand discipline. This is a battle for their heart, your child's heart. Don't give up, right? If it isn't hard, you aren't parenting, right? It's always going to be hard. Parenting is hard. It's the harder thing to do. It's, it's easier to keep them entertained and, and just kind of let them do whatever or just ignore, right? But this is the hard work. So, and the, the good thing is, it, it, if we're really doing it, it's going to cause you to pray. It's going to cause you to trust God and have to read your scripture and, and rely on his strength, 
So, so go to the Lord, right? There's no magic formula. And I want you to remember that your family is your first minister, right? That's, that's your first calling in life, everyone, right? Your spouse is first and then your children. So here's just some practical advice, a couple things that I, I do, that I'm, I'm trying to do as, as I'm parenting my children. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen someone do that. All right, Billy, you got to listen. Ready? Five, four. They do the countdown, right? And the kids over there kind of making faces, uh, whatever. Uh, I'd encourage you not to do that. I think you should expect obedience immediately. Right, while you, while at the time always staying calm and loving, but I, but you got What I what I try to communicate to my kids is you only have one option, right, and that's obedience, and it's 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 obedience either through because you love me, or or I have to discipline you because I love you, right? So you got one option, and so I will, I will literally tell my kids, right, all right, Sophie. You have one option. You can obey me or you can receive discipline, right? And usually they pick obedience really quick, right? <laughs> Sometimes Sophie can be stubborn and she'll, she'll push back. But uh, I'd encourage you to, to do that, right? And so one thing I always say to my children as well is, hey, you're going to do what I ask you to do regardless, right? You can do it through love or you can do it through discipline. That's what, I mean, I, I'm continually, continually telling them that, right? I, I'm continually point, appealing to, to love because the most important thing is, is a heart, inward heart modification rather than outward behavior modification, right? You, want, you win their heart, and, and now they're obeying you even when, when you're not around, right? Rather than just, I'm afraid because when dad's around, so... Another thing I try to do is I, teach, I try to teach my children how good obedience is, right? So when they're obedient, I'm encouraging them. Oh, Sophie, great job, right? Uh, man, it's so awesome when you obey. Don't you see how peaceful the family is when, when you obey? You know, I, I, and then occasionally, you know, I'll, I'll reward them for their obedience. But I want them to love obedience. And so often I even say, hey, guys, don't you love obedience? I want them to really believe that obedience is good and it's the best way. And on the opposite end, I want them to hate disobedience because I want them to see its consequences. And even sometimes on the movies or I see some kid going crazy, I want, I want to use those moments as teaching. Just look, don't you see how, how horrible that is, how bad that is? You see what that does to the family? So use those as, as teaching moments to love obedience, hate, hate disobedience. And then one thing you should always do is every once in a while when your child is, is repentant, you ha- use those as a moment to show them grace. So what I often, so, one, so for example, is one time I was at, I was at Sonic Burger and, and we were playing with Amy when she was first born, my, little, my smallest baby. And we're joking about how we're going to eat her because we're so hungry and she was so cute. And my, my oldest daughter, Olivia, she thought we were going to bite the baby. So she comes up next to me and whap, slaps me in the face. Literally got me good. And I looked at her mean. I was angry, right? 
I told her, go to the car, because we were sitting at the tables. And I saw in her face, like, all of a sudden, when she did it, that she knew she had done something wrong. So I go to the car, and I tell her, you know, hey, Olivia, do you know what you did that was wrong? Right? She said, yes, I, I know I, I shouldn't have hit you, right? I, should, I shouldn't hit my father. I, I, I said, what do you deserve? And she says, well, I deserve to get spanking, right? She says it. And I tell her, you know what? Because I love you, I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive you, and I'm going to show you God's grace, right? And I'm not going to give you discipline, but I'm going to forgive you. And that's why God forgives us. So always try to look for those, those tender moments to, to show them God's grace. And then I'd also say for you guys, for us as parents, we have to model repentance to our own children. We've got to constantly, when we screw up, we screw up a lot, right? We, we overreact, we get angry, we, we respond harshly. We have to model confession and repentance to our children and, and say sorry, right? And, it'll co- and, and the sorry covers up you know, so many mistakes. So, number two is we must instruct our children. We always have to be instructing, always instructing. Four ways we can instruct our children is, is through reading and prayer and working and playing with our children. Reading and prayer, working and playing. All right, and I don't have much time left, so you, reading reading prayer, you got to figure out regular times to be opening up your Bible, praying with your children as a family. You know, when they wake up in the morning, reading a scripture. When they go to bed, reading a scripture, sharing them stories, telling them what, what the truth, basically, right? You're instructing them in the truth, right? Be, because you can't just discipline if you never instruct them and tell them what you expect or what the Lord expects and what is true. So you have to instruct and in other ways you do that than just reading and praying together is, is working and playing. Just to, So right when you, you work side to side and you're instructing your kids and you're teaching them, even though it takes twice as long to do a job with your kids with you, right? Those are moments for instruction. And then you've got to be playing with your children, right? Spank hard, play harder, all right? There should be a, a shirt, spank hard, play harder. <laughs> Here's the lie our culture tells us on instruction. Modern family says that the purpose uh, of parenting is just to, to nurture our children, right? That we're not to impose our views on them, but let them grow up and decide, decide what they want to believe, right? Let them be who they decide to be. And, and so people are scared to make mistakes or scared to teach their children something that is wrong. And you got to know that's moral cowardice. Right? If you believe something is true, you must teach your children what is true. All right? you, if, you believe all, if, if you believe all of life's all for, Je- all for Jesus, you must teach them to live under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Right? And model that to them. Here's what Tim Keller says on this lie of, of the, our culture. He says, a mother or father might be wrong. They might use their authority to teach their child something misinformed. And maybe the child will grow up and decide that they were wrong. But if they grow up with the notion that nothing matters in life, that is moral cowardice. He also says the refusal to ask, ask our children to believe as we believe 
to live as we live and to act as we act is a betrayal that comes from moral cowardice. Right? So, so be courageous in the Lord. Teach them to believe as you believe and to live as you live and act as you act. What kids need more than any, anything is someone who tells them what's right and wrong, right? And, and this is how you live. That's what, parent, that's what children need. And if they grow up to believe 80% or 50% or, or 20% of what mom or dad taught us, the point is that they grew up, right? They grew up. You raised them up. And they know that there's truth, right? So I want to end with this, and it's just a little encouragement with the gospel. But to parent well and to be a, an obedient child, you must know the love of the Father, right? To parent well or to be an obedient child, you must know the love of the Father, right? Because Jesus obeyed his Father, and he obeyed his Father to the point of death, even death on a cross, Right? And, and so that we could be forgiven and so that we could be brought into the, the family of God. Right? Jesus obeyed on our behalf. And so when we're filled with God's love, we have the security not to over-discipline or under-discipline. Right? We got God's love. We got all the approval we need from Him. Right? We don't need it from our children. And we have the motivation to obey like Christ obeyed. Right, for what he did on our behalf. And, and the love, we love now because he first loved us. Right? And so when we have God's approval, we can love our children and we can love our parents well. Amen. Let me, let me pray for us. Lord, we, we just worship you. We praise you for this time, Lord. And, and there's so much to be said about, about parenting. So many books written, Lord. And I, and I think, I just pray, Lord, that today that we would not miss the key to it all, which is love. Love triumphs over a, a million mistakes that we'll make in parenting and even as children, Lord. Love trumps all. Help us, Lord, as, as parents pursue the hearts of our children, Lord. We pray that our, our children would respond because they love us, not because they're afraid of, of discipline. And uh, Lord, uh, help us really just pour in and, and, and have a, a relationship with our children, not just uh, just have them under our house and, and keep them entertained, Lord. So, so make those relationships fruitful, Lord. Bless this day and, and help us uh, orientate our families around love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.